0: Hi, I'm Nicholas McGurr, author of The Afterlife and host for Stories in a Cemetery. You can find all my fiction works with themes of the afterlife on NicholasMcGurr.com. That's N-I-C-H-O-L-A-S-M-C-G-I-R-R.com. As a writer, I do research, and that research is more than likely inside a haunted location or a cemetery. Like you, I'm curious about the afterlife, and always looking for a new topic for my next book. I hope you enjoy this episode of my research as much as I did in using it for my fiction works. Let's get into today's Story in the Cemetery. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 32 of Stories in the Cemetery. So this week, we're going to be talking about laser grid pens and some other different types of paranormal tools that are relevant to the laser grid pen. Uh, show notes let's get those in and out of the way so as you know from the last episode merch is now available we now have t-shirts coffee mugs uh, baseball caps they call it the dad hat which I thought was rather funny uh, they all have the cemetery uh, stories in a cemetery logo and we are actually waiting on our quality control pieces still to come in because shipping is still slow due to COVID-19 so Let me know what you think once I'll post pictures on the Facebook page, that is, uh, the Stories in a Cemetery Facebook page, that is, because I do have several pages. And super excited to have those items coming in so I can check them out to see if I need to tweak anything. But with April's awesome design for Stories in a Cemetery logo, I am sure that we will be very pleased with the merchandise coming in. Guys, i got to tell you, I've been listening to some other paranormal podcasts and I got to say, I'm really, really annoyed with some of the other podcasts that are out there. And if you listen to similar podcasts to this one, and I'm not going to post any names of podcasts or any of the podcast hosts listening to these other podcasts with the amount of ads that are in these podcasts, it, it was just so annoying and and. Kudos to you if you're listening to other podcasts like this one that talk about the paranormal. Guys, I put ads in my show to help move things along. Am I making a ton of money off of those ads? Absolutely not. Am I going to duplicate the same ad in this in one episode multiple times? I will never do that to you. So I, I'm not going to, again, knock any particular podcast in general, but there were a lot of them doing that. So, guys, share this show. That's how I keep it going. I will tell you that with each ad that I place, I make maybe a penny per play. So the more people that are listening to it, the better. That's just how it goes. I do need ads in the show. They help keep things rolling, okay? But that that's a, I'm not just out to make a quick buck. I'm actually out to just get paid for the work that I'm doing for you to be able to listen to a show. About paranormal stuff because I cover a wide range of paranormal topics Uh, but (laughs) I want to continue doing the show and I need the cash flow to do it but I'd rather serve you better by not annoying you with multiple played ads in every single show I'm not going to play the same ad back to back to back and sometimes it is four times over uh, but guys, you can support the show and keep me from playing multiple ads in the same episode by heading over to Buy Me a Coffee. Uh, you can remain anonymous, just like the sponsors did for May so far. So thank you to those anonymous sponsors. Um, and it's just a buck. There's no subscription. There's no charge per episode. Just show me that you want to, sh- you know, the show to continue, uh, just by throwing a buck in the coffee pot. And you don't even need to put in your personal information on on Buy Me a Coffee. Um, Granted, I do see a name, but if you you know check off the anonymous box, it's very simple. I'm not going to read off your name if you do not want to um, have your name revealed as a sponsor of the show. Pretty simple. Um, on top of supporting the show, I'm thanking you with bonus episodes about Byron Price's The Secret and my search for the Charleston Treasure. Now, granted, I understand it is not a paranormal topic. But it is along the same lines of putting clues together, which is what I do with Paranormal Investigations. And if you're a paranormal investigator, you should know putting clues together is a major part of our skill set. Um, these are hour-long, commercial-free episodes that are discussions with Brian McFarland, the owner of Charleston Cavalier Tours, about our hunt for the treasure. So, head over to buymeacoffee.com. You want to support the show? Throw a buck in the coffee pot? It's greatly appreciated. It's just a buck, and it helps keep moving the show along. As for an update on the hunt for the treasure uh, based on Byron Price's The Secret, I've spoken with the groups that I needed to and the committees of Charleston that are involved with my dig site and they are just waiting like I am for Charleston to open back up and they're ready for us. So once the city of Charleston opens back up, hopefully I'll have updates that are positive again if I'm wrong about this secret and my dig site. I will definitely uh, openly admit that I was wrong and I will continue my search and probably post more episodes, bonus episodes. Um, Those bonus episodes right now are on hold because we've been sworn to secrecy, but we will definitely be moving that along. You can also support the show and help me gain followers by sharing your favorite episodes on social media and or leaving a review on your favorite podcatcher. There's A lot of them to name. You can leave any kind of star review that you wish, preferably a five star or the highest star rating that's available on that podcatcher. But these star ratings and reviews move guys like me up in rankings, which makes it easier to find among all the other podcasts that celebrities and everyone else with a microphone has started doing during this quarantine. Just to kind of reiterate, you know, some friends of mine on another podcast celebrities right now are bored, they're not working. So they're creating podcasts, and it's moving guys like me and some of the friends I have in the podcasting world down in the rankings. So your star rating helps Stories in a Cemetery get found. Pre- pretty simple. Guys, today, today's episode, we're going to talk about laser grid pens. These are a visual tool. So if you're not sure what a laser grid pen is, um, I'm going to urge you to really go over to the link in the show notes that takes you over to the blog post. I've posted several videos, which may cause the page to load slowly, and I apologize, but this is a visual tool that I felt necessary to demonstrate with videos, I guess is the correct term. Some of the videos are mine, some of them are not, but they are all visuals of the things that we're going to be discussing today. Without the visuals, a lot of today's chat will not make much sense unless you've already worked with grid pens or you have a very vivid imagination of green dots. So, what the heck is a laser grid pen and why is it a paranormal thing a laser grid pen is kind of like think of your a cat toy like a laser you know the little laser dot you get your cats to chase but it's on steroids it's a green laser that with a turnstile tip can produce thousands of green dots in a darkened area or a dark room now i say area because you know i'm a tour guide And on the streets of Charleston, I'm not in a room. I don't take you or any other guest inside of a building. So the grid pen is given to a guest and the training that comes along with that, because I do have a quick five to eight minute training session on all these gadgets and what we're going to be looking for, is to hold the pen as still as possible. It's got one button on it and a turnstile tip. Now, the button is not like a click it and it stays on. You have to hold it in order for it to stay on. So there, there's a couple pitfalls to that, but there's also a lot of good things for that, which is one of the reasons why I use it for the tour. Now, they make a little ring that goes over the pen to hold the button down, which is super great if you're setting up a room with a camera to be able to record for long periods of time. Super awesome. Now, what I will tell you is that The batteries in this do not last very long, and these pens are known to heat up after about 10 minutes of continuous use. So there's a couple of things that go along with that, but I think I'm getting a little too far ahead of myself here. So once you hold the button down, it's going to display thousands of little dots, maybe hundreds, who knows, but they look like a lot. You can turn the tip of this pen to get different grid spreads and you can watch them move around you can make the dots large and have less dots or you could spread them out based on the tip of the diodes and the science behind this thing um, i prefer to have as many dots as possible so that way i can capture whatever i need to now you're probably wondering well, what are these labor lasers actually do now first off you have to understand you're only going to see the lasers on from the solid f- surface that this device is going to land on so when you click the button you're not going to see long streaks of light like you would on a flashlight. You're only going to see lasers on a solid surface. Now, the cool thing about this is if anything gets into the path of where the lasers are shooting out from, you will see some type of bending in the light. You will see a shadow on the the grid of the solid surface. So if you have this pointing at a wall and somebody stands in front of it and you're only looking at the wall... You're going to see a shadow of that person because the the lasers are going to fall on the person, thus creating an absence of light. Again, very hard to explain in a podcast audio format only. I urge you to head over to nicholasmagur.com. Look for tips for using grazer lid pens on your paranormal investigation. That's the name of this post. But at the same token, there's a lot of other things that can go along with this pen. Let's take a quick commercial break and I promise to only play it once. And we're back guys. Thanks so much for allowing me to put one commercial in the middle of the show. Yes, I know I had a pre-roll commercial, but as promised, I'm gonna only play it once and now we can just enjoy the rest of the show and we can talk more about laser grid pens. So, where were we? We were talking about how to detect any kind of paranormal activity. So, I want you to think of reading ghost stories and and researching ghosts and people's sightings and, and things of that nature. And I want you to think of the description of what people say they see when they see a spirit. It's usually something misty, smoky. It's not exactly transparent. It's translucent. So, what does a laser grid do for something like that? Now, again posted a quick video. Now this is my own personal demonstration. Even during my tours, at the beginning when I'm, I'm showing off the grid pen and how to use it and what we're gonna be looking for, I usually blow some kind of smoke or ask somebody who's smoking to blow some smoke in front of the grid pen that's in between the grid pen and the solid surface that it is shining on. It's usually a building um, that's right next to us. So what this does is it actually creates a streak of light instead of, a bending of the light, if that makes any sense. So there's not so much a quick bend of the dots, it's more of a stretching of the dot into a streak. And that's what I usually demonstrate, and that's usually what I tell my folks to look for on the tours simply because we do pass a couple places where apparitions have said to have been seen. Now, with that being said, there's a lot of things that could show up. Um, like I said, the absence of light, the the dots are, are slightly disoriented, or we're looking for that translucent streak, which could detect something else is, is actually there in physical form. Now, with those ghost sightings and spirit sightings that are translucent, or we can see through them, but still deter that there is an actual um, entity there, but it's not part of this world... I believe that whoever sees those and doesn't have the actual evidence was just meant to see it. Either they have a capability to see them, or they have the ability to see it during that time because they were supposed to see it. it wasn't really meant for anybody else. Now, that's, that's just my belief. Take, take it for what it is. But the grid pen, along with other tools, gives us the chance to see it for ourselves because we don't have the capability or we weren't meant to see it if somebody shows up in a spiritual or translucent format then we should be able to detect it with the grid pen now here's what i'm going to warn you the grid pen is a super cheap tool it's a it's a inexpensive i don't say cheap because they're not really um it's it's a heavy device, like for being a pen. It's it's pretty intact. It does have some batteries in it, but what I mean by that is, don't just take the grid pen and say you're a paranormal investigator. Like th- there's way more that goes into this. This is just an added tool. Now, if you have the grid pen and you have your EMF detector or an EVP recorder, and you have other activity going on, and the grid pen gives you something as well, then we can put all those clues together, and we can figure out what the story or what the history was of the location that you're at to determine if we actually have something supernatural happening. The grid pen is not a tool that is to be used alone. So don't set up a camera and a grid pen. Let it play for days on end or record for days on end or hours on end. Get something that shows up and not follow up with any type of other evidence. It's a great tool, but it's to be used in addition to other tools. It should be in your toolkit. If you don't have one, you should have something more than just a grid pen in it. That's my advice to you. No one is going to believe or buy into your story, if you do have a paranormal story, with just the evidence of a grid pen. I know that sounds silly because we do buy a lot of stories of just people's experiences, but when we're looking for scientific evidence, we need more than just one piece of data. More than just a grid pen. So keep that in mind when you're using this. And again, these things they're, they run pretty cheap. You can get them on Amazon. Yeah, I think they're like under twenty bucks. Um, but I do want to talk about something I am planning on upgrading to uh, for my own personal toolkit, um, just like the the S box and the new infrared camera that's actually on its way. And again, on back order. Um, but there is the the GS one, which is the uh, Ghost Stop device that was actually made with some of the issues with the grid pen in mind first off it's a little box so it's a little easier to carry than um or you know not losing it in your pocket Um, but it does have a toggle switch of on and off which means you don't have to hold a button Uh, the other cool thing about this this device and, and i'm curious about is that it gives off an actual square grid rather than just a dot grid if that makes sense so when you look at a Um, spray they call it a star spray um, of a grid pen it actually just looks like a bunch of green stars different shapes different brightnesses so forth and so on Um, but with the the GS1 from ghost stop which is a very reputable brand um, for you know paranormal hunting equipment and uh, I actually I think I'm an affiliate with them for the website but anyway um, I put up their video up of how the GS1 works And I know it's their their sales pitch video, but it's the best way to describe it. Um, These are red squares that are displayed, and it'll actually give you a 3D model um, if it's done properly. I I don't want to say it will come from this device directly, but uh, Ghostop does recommend that it'll give you the height, it'll give you the shape. And if you take it to a 3D modeler or put it into a 3D modeling um, software you can actually see the exact shape of the anomaly that was there or the entity that was there that it caught, which is super cool, like super rad stuff. Um, I do plan on adding one of these in, not so much for my tours. I may add it to the tour. I don't know. I want to play with it first um, and actually do do an investigation with it intact. But I'd like to see what happens if you use the grid pen along with the um, GS1, like, the red squares with the green dots if you can actually get a fuller picture um, of what might be passing through in a very haunted location of course you would need something with um, a little bit more regular activity uh, with shadows and things like that but I would I would like to put the two together and maybe see if the green dots along with the red squares will actually give us a, a bit of a clearer picture um, when recording so, Again, if anybody's used one of these, the GS1, I'd love to hear from you. Um, and if you have a grid pen along with it, uh, try it. Let us know what you find. Post the video in the comments. Um, go to the Facebook page for Stories in a Cemetery and let us know like what you've found with this, if you have any video that you'd like to share, um, you know, any of those things. Uh, again, at this point, I'm still waiting on the infrared thermal imaging camera. I don't want to say infrared. Um, it's by FLIR. Um, So once I get that piece of equipment and research it thoroughly, that's when I'll start adding this piece by piece. I may do an unboxing video for each piece that I add. But this is definitely going into my upgraded tools um, to further look into. So uh, one last video that I did put up on the blog post for this week is somebody who used the laser grid pen, the green dots, um, and kind of set it up overnight. And he did get catch something which was really cool um it's i don't know about a two and a half three minute video but again he was using it just with the camera uh has no other evidence to really back it up with this particular instance he didn't have any evps going he didn't have an emf detector going i would have loved to have seen an emf detector turned on um, in the center of the room maybe set up somehow uh to be recorded as well you know the k2 would light up and just being able to see if the k2 along with the motion that he caught with his grid pen would kind of prove some more legitimacy it's not that i don't believe his video um you know because it does show a great example of what to look for when you're using the grid pen but i would i would just like to see a little bit more something that i can't debunk um so if the emf is going off and then something passes through the grid um, it's a little bit more solid evidence than just the the grid pen by itself so guys Again, that wraps up this episode. Um, if you've used a laser grid pen um, or if you've been on the tours and you want to talk about maybe something you've seen, we have caught some glimmers, um, you know, from time to time, especially in the Pinckney Mansion site. So that's a great spot to, you know, use the grid pen. Uh, we don't just wave it around. We try to keep it as still as possible because, again, it should be used with a tripod in a room. Uh, but we're on one of the tours, you know, we're not investigating one place for a long period of time. You know, we're, we're moving you know, between five to ten minutes in between locations. And it's a very quick investigation to see if we can capture any activity. And we're learning about history. So I'm still telling stories, which is technically what I do as a writer. Um, but at the same token, if you've used a laser grid pen, if you've used one of the GS1s from Ghostop, I'd love to hear from you. So go to the Facebook page, Stories in a Cemetery, leave something on a comment to the blog, give us some insight. That way I can kind of add that into when I do the unboxing and you know, the the separate episode just on the GS1 to see what I catch. Um, Again, my recommendation is to use the grid pen in conjunction with other tools. This is not considered a paranormal investigator toolkit by itself. It is part of it. Um, So I can't, you know, stress that enough. I really didn't want to go into the science of how, you know, it sprays the dots and and all that stuff. I I honestly don't care. (laughs) It's just it works. I've caught things with it. I do want to upgrade. I do want to set up a full investigation in a location with the the GS1 and kind of see how all that goes. Again, guys, check out the merch on the website and share your favorite episode. Go to Facebook, um, head over to Stories in a Cemetery page, and I've been posting um, pretty much every episode for the month of May. So I do post a blog post and uh, a podcast episode every day And because now I have over 30, I can do that. So I'm kind of testing things. So go ahead and just share your favorite um, on either one of your pages or in a tweet or something. Just let's help Stories in the Cemetery grow. And again, I I don't want to talk about COVID-19, but it's affecting everybody. Tours are not open yet, but hopefully soon, fingers crossed. And we will be giving tours again very, very shortly. And that means I can go out and start investigating more locations to start talking about some of those investigations. But anyway, guys, I can't thank you enough. As always, head over to buymeacoffee.com, support the show, and I promise I will never play one ad more than one time in an episode. I'll talk to you guys next time. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening to today's Story in a Cemetery. Be sure to check out the show notes with pictures and bonus audio sections on nicholasmcgurr.com. As you know, I'm a writer and now you have another story that inspires me to write my fiction works. Be sure to share this episode on your social media or leave me comments on the Stories in a Cemetery Facebook page. I'll see you next time with another Story in the Cemetery.